Hello, beautiful people. How are your spirit doing? Welcome back to another episode of Peace Talk Podcast, my podcast, because my last name is Peace. And I think that shit's dope. I think it's a fucking dope ass name. Like if my name was Porta Potty, it would it would be the Porta Potty Talk Podcast. So you, you, you know what I love? I love that you love yourself enough that if your name was Porta Potty, you would still <laughs> call it Porta Potty. <laughs> Porta Potty Talk. <laughs> Um, so here we are. I made the list of people that I, I, I like and want to talk to. I do not believe in having anybody on this podcast that I don't want to fucking talk to that I do not love, have respect for, so on and so forth. Um, with that being said, this gentleman is someone I've known really, I, I, I think I've known you probably my duration of my comedy career because I started in, in 2011 and I'm, I'm sure you were in. Arizona doing yeah. shit. Yeah. So, damn. <laughs> Bobby and I was Bobby and I were still fucking loving each other back then when you when you first came on the scene. So oh my goodness. That what's, what's that spot? Shout. What's that spot in um Glendale, Arizona? Shout house. Oh sh- yeah, shout house. Man. Yeah. Damn. Oh, it used to be. It's gone. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just talking about that place, man. Telling people about how how that room would get full on Mondays and Tuesday nights every week. Um, yeah, because because of you guys. It's not people didn't just show up for nothing. Like that, that was beautiful. Let's so let me just let's let me do the introduction. Um right. I have everybody introduce themselves because I can't do you better justice than you can do yourself. So um go ahead, Sydney, tell everybody who you are and, and what you're all about. Uh, hello, uh, my name is Sidney Smith. I don't have a church home right now. Y'all don't mind taking heathens. <laughs> I'm going to have you to come in here and drink your Drake juice and eat your crackers every Sunday. Oh uh, but, but I'm not doing that, man. I'm a stand-up comic for the last 14, 15 years. Uh, I own my own production company now called Sidney Smith Creative, where we just shot and finished up my first film earlier this year. I'm in, a, in the middle of producing the next one right now, trying to cast for it, actually. Uh, and then I host two podcasts as well. One is a true, well, one podcast is called True Crime. Um, it's a true crime podcast, I can't even speak, called Murderous Podcast. And the other one I flipped from a podcast into just a Facebook Live show. And that's called Not As Debatable. So I'm just one of the busiest motherfuckers you would ever, ever meet in your entire life, Sydney Smith. <laughs> if if someone, like, if you can recruit a groupie, you know, like, if you were like, hey, here's where you should start. On, on the website, man, you want to go to sit. Sydney Smith Creative. You're going to spell creative, C-R-E, the number eight, T-I-V dot com. Mm. Everything about me is right there. Uh, uh, pics and tickets and the movies and the everything is right there, man. Everything. So that, that would be the first place to start. And then from there, that'll take you right on over to my YouTube channel from there. Got you. For, for the movie, two questions specifically. Was it the most difficult thing that you've done thus far? And if not, please tell me. And just overall, how was that experience? Because that is an enormous amount of work on all three spectrums from the beginning to the planning, the writing and the shooting to the actual filming. And then it's all that post-production. You know what? I would say it is the most difficult thing only because Data, you and I, as you put it, man, we go back so far back and you know how I am about shit. And so filming a movie is obviously way different than doing stand up or just even writing a movie. And so I have so many scripts I've already written, but it took me five years to finally get something done because it took me five years to get the right team around me. Mm. And for me, the right team means people who believe in what I'm trying to do as much as I believe in it. And you're going to put your blood, sweat and tears in it just like I'm going to. Can't be just about 
um, me giving you a check and things like that because I'm going to demand certain things of you that I'm going to need you to come up with that show me that you really believe in this. Definitely the hardest thing I've ever done. So I had a nice uh, premiere. Tons of people came out for it. I did a little speech beforehand, and I was very emotional with this with the speech that I gave. So many people that I had to thank from my wife to my two mentors to the crew that helped me put it together. So definitely. Did you submit it to any film festivals? I did not uh, for a couple of reasons. It was my first one. I, while while I liked it, I knew this. There's, I knew there's work to be done. There's improvement to be done on my part. And, and and I had to act in it as well because I had to let one of the actors go. So I ended up acting <laughs> in it. <laughs> okay, that's not funny, but it's funny coming from you. It's like, nah, nigga, you can't do this better than I can. I got it. <laughs> I know it's that it's probably not what happened, but that's how no, I feel like it did in my mind. No, no. You know what? It wasn't even about you can't do this as well as I can. It was more about... Um, you're not giving what I what I need that time. I got the other actor here. I got the DP here. I have other people here to work this. You know, everyone's here. Right, right. Professionalism. It's <laughs> only a it's only a two actor scene, <laughs> the, the movie. Like, go go and give me a mannequin out the back. I <laughs> you know, this so, thing has got to go. <laughs> so I can. But, I love but, you. But but you know what I found out though. Uh, firsthand because you hear about this if anyone out there who's listening you ever took a business class or in your business or you have a mentor a mentor of any sort one of the things they will always try to impress upon you is that everybody can't take the ride with you and mm-hmm. people like me and you who are who, who, who are, are are lovable guys but we also love our friends hard and when we want to do something together we want to do something together and it's, it's very difficult to tell a friend hey I got to cut you loose because I'm going to put someone else in this place because you're not living up to what you said you're going to live up to. So that was another lesson I had to learn uh, in terms of this project. Filming. Is it too early to share what the second short film is, is, is about or going to be about? No. Or is it like, no, it's uh it's called section 17. It takes place inside of a diner uh, on a random morning. And it's about nine different characters, nine different people um, uh, come to having to deal with some truths in their lives. Uh, because one thing I believe is that when we're sitting anywhere, uh, restaurant or anywhere, there's so many different stories that are being told that you're not really mm. paying attention to. So I mean, someone's heart is being broken over here. Someone's falling in love over here. There's so many different things. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to write a story that encapsulated um, three different tables with three different separate stories, and I and I and I kind of break it down in the script uh, because my main um, character, if you will, is a waitress, and she's kind of the vehicle for the audience into each story mm. because right because she's dropped she's these tables are in back. her section right, and so she's also a journalist, and so at the end she kind of writes down a little something in her in that kind of a discovery for herself. Um, which is my own personal discovery, which is uh, look at a restaurant, look at a diner, look at any of it, like one solar system and look at each one of those tables as its individual planet. There's something happening on each one of those planets. That's absolutely interesting. And there's always a story to be told. That's so fucking deep. <laughs> I love that. Um, Thanks, bro. We've, we've shared a lot about you. Um, Give me one more thing that people need to know about Sydney Smith and, and follow that up with something that you're very passionate about. Maybe, maybe it's something you've already shared and talked about. Maybe it's not, but 
one more thing about Sydney Smith that they need to know, and then something that's you know important that you, that you find passionate about. Uh, the, the thing that I was I was saying, I'm a, and there's a lot of things I would say, but I'm going to say this because I don't lack um, for 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 confidence, and this kind of is part of that. I am the smartest, most creative person you would ever meet in your entire life. That is who I am, and. <laughs> And there's never a day or a time that if you put me in a position where I have to to impress this upon you, where I I won't embarrass you while I impress this upon you. So mm-hmm. that is so mm-hmm. that is that is something to know uh, about me. And I don't say that because I was touched by the hand of God. I I say that because to go to your next question. I'm very passionate, and one of the things I'm passionate about is learning. And one of the things I'm passionate about is learning what I don't already fucking know. So I can figure out how to know it. And and there's not a lot of people who do that. Uh, there's not a lot of leaders. Uh, and I think of myself as a leader and being a good leader is, is knowing what I said first and all, but also knowing the other part, which is uh, knowing what I don't know and knowing how to figure it out and get that answer to to continue to be the person that I believe I am. I, I refuse. And I'll say this to you. And I um, not that I need to say to you, but I'll say to you and I'll say to everyone who's listening to the podcast. It, it, you should never have a doubt that God placed you on this planet for a reason. And I, even on my lowest days, I'm not saying I don't have low days where I'm like, man, is this, am I going to be a greeter at Walmart in my seventies? Is this, is this all going to work out? But <laughs> the thing that always pulls me back is I refuse to believe that God put me on this planet um, with all of I'm capable of doing and I'm not supposed to be doing it. I love that. You, Talk about so. What was the motivation about starting a crime, true crime podcast? Because I ask that because right now, what's what's really taking the headlines is the Gabrielle Gabby Petito situation. Mm-hmm. Have you been following that at all? Yep, I have been. You know what's weird? My true crime. Some of my true crime listeners have been hitting me up talking about it to me as well. So whatever I'm not up on, they make sure I stay up on it. And then I got the wife talking to me about it too. I think because all because all these white women are worried about themselves. That is the truest shit you've ever said. My wife brought this to me um, a couple of days ago, and in all transparency, this episode won't get aired until October. Actually, it's going to get aired on Columbus Day slash Indigenous People Day, which we'll talk about in just a second. Okay. But yeah, she brought it to me, and and I I really didn't know much about it. And it's it's very captivating. So, mm-hmm. um, do you do you have any early thoughts or and or opinions about what's going on with this dude who went on a vacation with his girl, came back from the vacation without her, <laughs> and, uh, got lawyered up. They found her 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 remains uh, mm-hmm. shortly after. Um, this all happened in in August and September. He. He came back on the first and September 11th is when they filed the official missing person. Any early? He's missing now, right? Isn't he missing now, right? No, no, he's not missing. He he, yeah, he's he like he, he's is he missing? Off, I thought. Yeah, he, as of like a few days, he's been gone. Yeah, he's, wow. as of yes, as of yesterday, they because that's the way she was talking to me about it again. Uh, they didn't know where he at. Where's he at? Oh well, I I didn't think he was. Like, he's not. He's hiding, right? Well, uh, hiding or missing, they don't know where he's at. He, that, that, that nigga hide. <laughs> he's well, like, I'm not saying I'm not saying missing in terms of he's injured. That motherfucker took off. Ain't tell nobody where he was going. Gotcha, gotcha. 
Oh my god. Yeah, any any early thoughts, predictions? Um yeah, we'll we'll start there and then my my next question is about captivating cases that 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 stand out the most to you. Uh I'll say this man cuz all of these white women again have all said to me, I can't believe he just came back. Like <laughs> he just came back. And I, and I said, because y'all don't understand. See, y'all say you understand white privilege, but you don't really understand <laughs> white privilege because only a white man would kill this woman or your woman and just show up. Like, I, I know we left together. Yeah, I don't know right. what you went. <laughs> they, they tell the truth. You can't joke. You couldn't go off nowhere with the wife and not come back with her and not be in handcuffs right away. He walked in Applebee's table for one this time. Like, right. What? What? Wait a minute. You, sir, could not come back without the wife, and there would be no possibility that you could go in high. All right, they would lock you up right away. Yes. Yeah. So that's that's my that's my first thing about this. This dude, this white boy, left with a white woman, came back without the white woman, and, and just and just humped, humped right. Like shoulders. I don't know what happened. Like, like, like that's like you know I have I have kids, and and my oldest is starting to get into that like. I don't want to say lie phase, but like he he doesn't he's not quick enough to lie, or when he does lie quick, there aren't they aren't like well thought out. So <laughs> he just he says the first thing, and this dude just hit us with like America, like hey, I don't know what the fuck happened, like right. she, like like she fell out the car or something, like yeah. Um, any so so there was three that that really like you know snatched me up. Um, OJ, I think is super uh, polarizing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Casey Anthony and and then oh my goodness the the young lady that was in Arizona uh, that's oh you talking about her, uh, her dude yeah, Jody yeah, yeah. Jody Jody Harris yeah, Th- yeah those three cases was like you know must see TV are there any cases that either you've um, discovered rediscovered maybe by doing your podcast or that just stood out to you as far as just this case um, I am glued to it. Oh man, I tell you, I'm gonna tell y'all something, uh, and I say y'all, I'm talking to, to your listeners, man. Check out my podcast, Murderous Podcast. Go to episode two, which is my favorite one. Uh, <laughs> it's about Catherine Knight out of Australia, and this story, man, I'm talking about. It, it's so cool and crazy at the same time. She skins this motherfucker in <laughs> one piece. Day in one piece, bro. Her, her life, her entire life from she's since since she had been a teenager, she was like a butch. She worked, worked in meat shops and that, so she knew how to do this shit. In fact, uh, in the podcast, Jamie Kamai, who, who's also my co-host, uh, we talk about the fact in the story. You, we find out or we found out that she had her knives. She kept her knives close by, so they 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 hung on the wall over her bed. And so when she decided. To- <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so when she killed her and she had been harassed, this is in Australia. And she had like several boyfriends along the way at these different small towns that were close. Like she was known to be crazy. But these dudes, see, that's why I tell people all the time, men are stupid. If you got good pussy, a man <laughs> a man will put up with a lot of shit, even you may kill me type shit. <laughs> so Dude after dude, no matter what they had heard, was lining up for this pussy until the last dude. <laughs> until the last dude. And let me tell you something, Dave. He left his job and went home. His friends at work said, don't do it. He said, if I don't come back tomorrow, call the cops. Motherfucker, if you think you may not be seen tomorrow, you don't go. 
he told them, he said, hey, my but my kids may be at the house. Then you go to home with some cops. All right. <laughs> you don't go by yourself. <laughs> and so oh the way goodness. she tells us the way she tells the story, they had sex and then she showered. And of course, everything gets confusing to her. But when they showed up to the house, she had already skinned this motherfucker from head to toe. And day day that her skill level was so high that the doctor who did the autopsy talked about it in his report. I read the report where this motherfucker is just just overjoyed with her skill level <laughs> of skinning his entire body in one piece day day and then hanging it from a hook. If you're looking for recommendations, I know she, somebody. <laughs> that's that's, that's right. Then she sliced this motherfucker up, c- cooked him. And had them served, had, had bowls of them served up on the table waiting for his kids to come home. Oh the my cops goodness. got there just before the kids did. Man. Oh, my So, goodness. yes, kept the night. But we got some crazy stories about the podcast period. But that is my favorite. I tell everyone, like, oh, wait start with number two. Because we, we do uh, Jody Aries is our first one. We did Jody Aries the first one. And we did Captain Knight our second one. But, yeah. All right. All right. You know what? Uh, I'm I'm guilty for like clicking and not following through. I I gotta I gotta listen to this episode from front to back, and uh, I'll include the link to your podcast on uh, on this when Thanks, I man. when I Thanks, hear man. it. So that's fucking. That's, that's we fucking just crazy. did our first. We just did our first live podcast uh, last week, Jamie and I, and uh, so many people hit. They asked us about it, you know, because we have people who are fr- fans of the podcast, the people who just saw us up on the website and they came out. And they say, oh, my God, I got to check you out. I say, start with episode two. And I've had several of them start with episode two and hit me up like, this is fucking bananas. I love that. That's fucking good. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> thank you for sharing it. That's a, yeah, I definitely yeah, am. Yeah. I'm like intrigued about this. Um, so, so, I, so I mentioned this. The episode will air on Columbus Day slash Indigenous People Day, which Basically, it's this day that people, white America has been celebrating for over 100 years. And some states are starting to acknowledge like, hey, this is a, this is a bullshit holiday. Let's 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 celebrate something different. Do you have a holiday that you grew up with that that you, you did something to you celebrated that you no longer and maybe vice versa? Like, hey, I love this holiday now because for me, for example, Halloween I, I never like I liked it when I was super little, mm-hmm. but you know, growing up in Detroit, Halloween was shitty. You know, like you you put your coat on over your costume, and yeah, man, we, yeah. we didn't trick or treat in, in the hood. Like we we would try to go to the nicer or or whatever mm-hmm. areas. And when I started having kids, uh, like Drake, when we were in Arizona, I, I I liked Halloween a lot. You can see their costumes. It was nice and breezy <laughs> like it was you can walk outside i enjoyed it now i'm back in iowa and i don't fucking care for <laughs> i don't care for halloween at all so do you do you have a holiday like like the, that you've gone back and forth with you, you know what <clears throat> no nothing that i've gone back and forth with because i don't pay a whole lot of attention to them at the only ones that really halloween i still love halloween so i pay attention to that we try to celebrate that the wife and i we don't have any kids here running around the house but we like to hang out with friends or pass out candy that type of thing uh, Christmas, I still love Christmas, I still love Thanksgiving. Uh, but the one you started with is the one I probably paid the most attention to is Columbus Day, because I'm fascinated with this stranglehold. And any of you Caucasian people out there, listen, I'm not talking to you uh, unless you feel like I am, then you know what your fucking problem is. Um, 
the stranglehold that some of these Caucasian people want to have on holidays and, and, and the history of this country. Um, and so that's the one. Now, I'm not going to say I've never really sat down and celebrated it unless I was going to go buy a mattress or, or do appliances and shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you don't want to say what it, for what it is and what history it is. But what we'll do is we'll meet you halfway and say uh, Columbus Day slash Indigenous People Day, mm-hmm. which is you just outright saying that, you know, that motherfucker's full of shit. You know, the history of it all was full of shit. The other thing that that kind of I'm captivated by is the fact that as long as you're it's the Indians, you motherfuckers will meet halfway. If there's anybody else, and when I say anybody else, I mean black. If black people hadn't been here, fuck you and fuck your Indigenous Day, fuck all that shit. Now we gonna call it Columbus Day, but we about to celebrate it for the entire weekend like a mm. white woman does her birthday. Mm. So that's what that's that's probably one that I I, I, I pay attention to because I think yeah. it's funny. Yeah, I think uh, as a as a kid growing up, that's like for me the first lie. You know, like they what 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 was the the Satan or the devil's first lies to convince people he didn't exist, something like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I always felt like, how the fuck are we learning about this in school? Why is this a fucking national federal holiday? Um, but obviously, the the Republicans are outraged. Uh, here's here's a quote from a New York. Uh, Republican uh, she said this is just another blatant attempt by City Hall to rewrite history while dishonoring so many of our citizens who are proud to be Italian Americans and cancel Christopher Columbus who embodies the immigrants experience and discovery Um, so in New York specifically I think uh, this year they are going away from Christopher Columbus and they're now going to title it um and replace it with Italian Heritage slash Indigenous People Day. And again, for people who don't understand like Christopher Columbus, like this is going back to the 15th and 16th century where he basically like they just came over and was raping and killing uh, Indigenous people. Like that was that's what the mm-hmm. fuck he did. And for us mm-hmm. to, to be taught that he discovered America and he should be held and have statues like that's a that's a lie. Like why? why? Mm-hmm. I don't understand mm-hmm. it. So um I- when I was a kid growing up in my mother's house, I didn't mean to cut you up, but when I was a kid growing up in my mother's house, if you found like a dollar, <laughs> and, and I only made this mistake like a couple of times, I've, you find a dollar at my mama's house, and you say, oh, my, oh, because you're a kid. You don't know any better. You're excited. Ma, I found a dollar. My mother would say, you found a dollar? Yes, I found a dollar. She said, well, congratulations. And you're like, oh, on what? She said, on your new job. Oh, I don't have a job. Then how can you discover what you never <laughs> lost? She would take that dollar from you. So you you can't discover some shit that you people were already there. Oh my now, goodness! Let somebody let somebody roll up to your house and kick in the door and say, "Ah, we discovered." <laughs> right. Motherfucker, you and all, all your amendments will be grabbing whatever gun you have close by and shooting motherfucking ass. You can't discover shit that didn't that was somebody already had. Somebody already had that house. Like that's it's it's so true. All right, uh, we gotta take a quick break and <laughs> we'll be right back with Sid Smith. Uh, we're gonna do requested debates because I've been doing this debate thing for for so so long. But my favorites are when people give me personal 
debate and uh we'll talk about it and get your opinions on it so we'll take a quick break i'll be right back hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, we're back. As a lot of people know, I do debates on my Facebook. And again, my favorite is when people literally hit me with like, hey, this is some shit going on in my life. I like to remain anonymous, (laughs) but help me out. Let me see what what, what your followers of people would think. (laughs) So uh, here's from... Uh, an honest person here's the paragraph and then you just you know share your your thoughts on it got a new debate topic for you it was brought up in a conversation with a girlfriend of mine when dating when do you decide to disclose mental disorder slash illness uh, you have or your children may have conversations were brought up on because I didn't disclose my son has autism to a guy before the date and obviously kids came up he later then said he liked me, but the idea of becoming serious and having to be able to handle a child with disability would be basically too much to handle for him. And uh, I wasn't sure how to handle the fact that, um, like, I didn't know how to respond. So what, what what do you think I should do? Any thoughts would be interesting to see what other people think. You got to rip that off right out the gate. <laughs> <laughs> you can't... <laughs> you can't you just can't surprise somebody with something like that on at dinner. This is mm-hmm. you got. This has got to be. The, that's not dinner date conversation, right? Because the only thing that a man wants to think about is, am I going to be able to get this ass tonight? <laughs> possibly. <laughs> uh, and now you fucked up his whole thought process because now he's got this other shit. Mm-hmm. Now you got to put that, and not just for the man because I want to. I don't want to sound like this, but it's for you too. Why waste your time? Mm-hmm. I don't want to say the guy is insensitive to it because I'm going to be honest with you. There's a lot of people. And I don't know if you guys ever had this conversation today, but there are people who discuss ahead of time. What if the child that we conceive together has some type of whatever issues? What are we going to do? How do we handle that? And if it's a deep enough discussion, mm-hmm. they will really reveal because there's a large percentage of people out there. If you sat them down and and and, and spoke in just theory they don't even know if they could deal with their own child having some type of issue, being on the spectrum or so on and so forth, or having some uh, severe mental disorder. So you gotta, yeah, you, that's gotta happen before dinner. It's, it just does. I don't, and I'm not here to tell you how to do it. Uh, you gotta do it. You gotta do it before sex. In my opinion. <laughs> right. Hey, that's, that's, that is, that is great. I feel like that is the answer to that question. When does it happen before sex? Now, if you go and fuck on the first day, you know, make sure make sure you have it on the on the ride home. But no, no, I think that's I think that's a really great perspective because I feel like here's the first thing about like a debate or debate topic. We we put something out there, and then like my sister or many other people will they want to ask a million other questions about the debate, and it's like no, let's just take it for what it is. And mm-hmm. I think you're absolutely right. Like we don't know 
what this man has dealt with and how, mm-hmm. you know, if he feels like he is capable. And I feel like it's being honest to be like, hey, I don't know if I can do that. And me and my wife, I think with our first kid, when she was pregnant, maybe I may have made a joke. And I think that was the last that was the last time. <laughs> like, like <laughs> I'm very horrible at like, oh, this is serious shit. You have real concerns that it would be great material. So um, to go back a little bit. Mm-hmm. So you've been married for I don't know thirty years now. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. It feels like feels like. Let me tell me what you said. Uh, we've been married for about three, man, three, three years. But you guys have been together for what seven? Oh yeah. Oh oh, like oh, we're nine, nine, nine. Long time. Do, are are you are you able to go? Because I'm not. Are you able to go back to that the the dating Sydney Smith, the the courtship, the like how dating was for you and for you guys like are you able to like share those experiences because i feel like dating is is it's just crazy now and, and that maybe it's always been crazy and I, I just again i can't i can't remember no no i remember when i was sitting on i remember that homeboy what are you talking mm-hmm. about you uh um what but when she and i were dating um it was easy uh, but dating for me normally comes has come easy for the most part. Now I, I've had my I've had my hurdles like everybody, but I'm such a black and white guy. Either I'm in or I'm out. Uh, if I if I if I really like you, I'm going I'm going to treat you this way. If I don't, I'm going to treat you this way. There's I, I just. But the weird thing is, it's always been kind of confusing for a couple of women along the way because the more I liked you, this the less likely it was I was going to try to sleep with you. Mm. And so I remember having this co-worker years ago and we went out to the company Christmas party and she got, you know, she got drunk and she was coming on to me when we got back to the house. But I pretty much just kind of put her to bed and left. <laughs> <laughs> she she came to work on Monday and did not talk to me, bro. She didn't talk to me for like a week. And I went, I said, yo, we got to go to lunch. We went to lunch. She sat at the table at lunch and just kind of just looked off into the fucking ether. And I finally just said, give me the check. We left, went back. She walked like fucking two feet behind me through the parking lot. And I turned, I said, what are you doing? And she goes, I said, look, how, how, how are we supposed to be friends if we don't talk? She says, I talked to my friends. Oh. And we have been, we were close, man, leading up to that. And we were never the same after that. So it's, it's always been easy for me, except for a couple of hiccups like that. Um, as far as Tamara and I go, it's, it was always super easy. I was just thinking about it the other day. Uh, a couple of reasons why I'm with her, if I had to pinpoint them, but one of them, she never stressed me. We were together for four years before I proposed. We were we were together five years by the time we got married, and she never stressed me about a ring, about what I was doing, where, where my career was going. She never stressed me about any of that. So mm-hmm. it's just always it's just always been, and our marriage is pretty easy uh, as well. That's beautiful, man. Congrats. Uh, I think it says a lot about ourselves when we choose to commit ourselves to the people that we do. This person, not necessarily completing you, because I don't believe in that concept at all. But there is something about before her and after her, how much you you get better, you've gotten better. And I think it's something beautiful about you know, finding someone that works very well with you. One of my favorite things that you you do, you talk about one of your bits is, um, you know, the balance about how it's great to have, you know, someone like yourself 
uh, <laughs> out there, and then a spouse being boring, I think is the word that you yes, use. Yes, 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 sir. yes, sir. I think that's like that cannot be more true. Like, Monica's, I don't know if we've talked about this before, I'm sure we have, but she's boring as shit. Like, great, but it works so fabulous with us. So, I just, uh, oh, I guess, I, give me well, your flowers. No, man, I appreciate it. And I'm gonna give you yours back because you did pick someone. Um, I, well, first, let me say this. Monica and Tamara are very similar. Uh, if you sat them, they, they could be sisters. You can, I think you <laughs> could is, put them both of them. It is kind of eerie. You, you could put them in a corner by themselves and they would entertain themselves for hours talking about absolutely nothing that you and I want to talk about. <laughs> they were talking uh, more about the Gabby and the, the Brian L- Lordo situation. Yeah. Uh, uh, but I would say this. Uh, I would disagree with one thing you said. I do think it is, and, and this isn't for everybody because everybody is not lucky enough to, and I'm get all a little sappy here. Everyone's not lucky enough to find that person that God made just for them. Mm. When you do, that person does complete you. Uh, for me, Tamara completes me in many different ways. But one of the things is uh, with humanity, she 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 brings that to me. I I'm a cold hearted motherfucker. For anybody out there who don't know me, I, I'm a cold hearted motherfucker, and I don't mind saying it because part of being honest is being honest about who you are. And so she and one of the things I love about her, and I tell her this often, is you allow me to be nice to you. I, I never feel bad about anything I've ever done to anyone for the most part, because whatever I said or did to you, that's what you deserve. You brought that on yourself. Tamara never, ever in the years we've been together has ever put me in that situation. So I love that she does that. I love that she allows me to be uh, um, a nicer person. Um, and she com- and she does complete that side of me. But I do believe that God made her just for me at the same time. I would say Monica um, knowing you the way I know you and as and getting to meet, know, know Monica a bit when you guys are here, I would say God made her just for you as well. Because uh, I don't mind saying idea. it no. takes a lot to deal. It takes it. It takes a it takes a lot to deal with me. And you. So, I, I, so I, I, that's that I do agree with, but I'm on I'm on current dating sites. I'm trying to I'm trying to see who match.com is matching me up with because I don't know maybe my soulmate is out there. I'm fucking around in this marriage. You know, you gotta you gotta keep your doors open, Sydney. Okay. Uh you go ahead. Uh the thing I left out about Monica and Tamara <laughs> is they are both sweethearts, but the last motherfucker you want to piss off is a sweetheart. So you go ahead and keep Fucking around. What what did what did uh what did Jay Z say on that song? Uh what's the good girl's going bad? She's going bad for good. Go ahead. <laughs> Once she going bad, she going forever. <laughs> oh, there you go. You fuck around, you'll see Monica on them dating sites. That's who you go see up there. <laughs> that's, All right, that. um, that's who you get matched with. <laughs> right, right. Hey, this is this has nothing to do with anything, but uh yeah, yeah. I was I was in Arizona one of my trips back and I got on Tinder. Mm. And I don't, I forgot the original reason why I got on there, but I told Monica about it. Oh, no, no, this is not, it's not it. We, we were, we were in there. We were still living in Arizona and I got on Tinder again. I forgot why I got on it. Oh, I think I was, it was stupid. It was kind of very insensitive, but I was taking like those fake profiles and I was like sharing them on Instagram and talking shit. And I thought most of what I was sharing was like fake profiles, but there probably was some real ones in there because those dating sites they're very ridiculous but we both we both got on tinder like i 
I berated her until she got on Tinder as well. And it took us a whole week, but then we found each other and we both swiped left. So this is something stupid that we did. Do, um, do you guys do anything stupid like that? Like, like, like we got on a dating site to find each Hell other. No. <laughs> you trying to get me cut. My wife will cut me, man. But I'm and saying, like do you me. guys have like something weird or, 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 you know, me and Monica just watched clickbait on Netflix, which I absolutely hated. Do you have something that's like, this is our thing that we do. That's us. I didn't, I didn't mean to ask you this question, but no, we're at the no, end of know, it, and, and maybe we'll just wrap with that. No, no, let me, can, well, can I say something before I answer the question? No, absolutely. Uh, I feel sorry for the guys who are out here trying to pick up these women now, man, because with all the filters that they got going with these women using, man, what about, what about the dude who's really looking for a woman who's, who looks like an elf, and he finds <laughs> out <laughs> He, he goes on a date and she, she's really normal looking. I, I feel sorry for that. I feel uh, sorry for you that. You had a halo in your profile picture with a halo at. Well, bitch, I thought you was an angel. I just said you were an angel. <laughs> with your heart-shaped eyes, ho. You know what I'm saying? I've been looking for that bitch like a donkey. What, what's, that, what's this about? Uh, <laughs> you, I saw a long tongue on the on the thing. Where the long tongue at? Yeah, where's that at? That's the <laughs> shit I was going to do. Um <laughs> So, so you know what, Tamara and I, the kind of the cool thing, I guess, for us anyway, is we like to just sit and just be quiet. <laughs> so, That's our memory. We just, hey, we baby, like we in time we out like, together. <laughs> we, we. We like the house to be fucking quiet, man. <laughs> like we a perfect day of marriage for us is a Sunday afternoon when nobody talks. So that's what <laughs> we we like to do. Um <laughs> but at the end of that day, uh we like to just crawl in the bed, man. That's still my favorite place uh to end up is laying next to my wife at night. And uh and her I, I though she's going through menopause early, I believe, because she's got the hottest fucking thighs I've ever felt on any person. <laughs> Fucking 150 degrees in, in this bedroom for some reason. <laughs> the fucking electric bill is high as shit because I got to crank it down to 68 every night. But <laughs> hey, this, this has been fucking dope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, we like we like it quiet. <laughs> so, I don't I don't know how many times we've done this, but this this is one of my favorites. I'm gonna say it's my favorite, but I, I might be biased because it's it's my podcast. But bruh, we first we should talk more. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'm very though. horrible at it, so I'm more text me you know how you doing shit like that as opposed to talking but it is really good to see you and talk to you and yeah, laugh you. with you man because <laughs> <laughs> yeah hey man i gotta tell you man uh without a lot of these a lot of these people out here who think they're comedians man i gotta tell you i miss you so, <laughs> so <laughs> i appreciate it but in, in all fairness and maybe you can attest it wasn't until leaving arizona where i fully understood what like I, I fully understood the opportunity that, that I that I had and that I, I was having because had I not left Arizona I feel like I would have still been bullshitting around and I okay. don't think there's nothing wrong with bullshitting around if that is your end result like if you don't care where you wind up or if you're not really whatever but leaving was like okay how the fuck are you gonna make this happen here and life for me changed drastically as far as comedy because if you want to make this work you have to put in the work and that's one thing that i, I love and respect about you you 
absolutely work and hustle constantly. And I see that and I am inspired by it, honestly. And I'm fucking, I'm cheering you on because, you know, this, this game is, this game has a lot of ego and, and it has a lot of, you know, jealousy and all that shit. And mm-hmm. I love when people are winning that I don't want to say deserve to win. Cause that's really just, you know, your definition of what, what that is. Mm-hmm. But I love, I love to see the work and it, it inspires me to, to do more and do better. Um, with the shit that I'm doing, so I, I, well, can know, I, salute, I, bro. I appreciate you, man. Can I say something? I mean, I know you're trying to. No, yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna cut out everything I just said. <laughs> you know what oh, I'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ever hear me praise you sitting on. I had a question for you though. Um, with you being in Iowa now, do you really? Because I see your stuff too, man. I see, I see you out there doing shows and whatnot, and I imagine the scene's not the same scene as here's with as many clubs and that mm-hmm. type of thing. But do you feel like you are a better comic there than you were here? Oh, absolutely. That's not even. Um, I would say I would not have been able to to really search those areas in myself and challenge myself, um, and and sort of discover this this place of of comedy in me. So hands well, down, absolutely yes. Let me ask you one more question before we get out of here, if you don't mind, because um, I'm interested in this. Um, you've always been a thoughtful guy and the older you get, obviously the more thoughtful you get, which is, which is meant to be a compliment because there's a lot of old fools out there. Um, what does making it quote unquote look like to you now? You remember Corey Kling? Yeah. Yeah. Corey's yeah. coming out here it's, uh, next year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He, he was yeah. on, he was on the uh, episode before you. Okay. And I think that same concept came up and we both kind of talked about, it's not, it's not about being famous and what making it looks like to me is doing this thing that I love for a living and being able to, um, I honestly want to say live comfortable, mm-hmm. but I think it's content for me. It's, I don't, I don't, we don't need to eat at Red Lobster every night, but long as we eaten and the bellies are full, the kids are happy. Um, I'm happy. So for me, it's just being okay. able to do something that I love for the rest of my life. Interesting. Okay. What about you? What, what, uh, mm-hmm. so I, I would also add, Anything on like my quote unquote bucket list or the things that I, I truly strongly desire, I want those all checked off as well. Okay. All right. Um, for me, making it looks like what Kevin Hart, Tyler Perry, Jay-Z, what those guys are doing. Making it is being a multinational, multi-corporated conglomerate worth at least a billion dollars. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, Making it looks like your name will never leave this earth ever. That's an Oprah. That's that's what making it means to me. I don't. That's probably why my biggest fear is to be, uh, uh, you know, checking people's receipts on the way out the Walmart there, <laughs> or, or like or like the old man here in my area. He kind of he he have looks at him, you know. Uh, but that's what that's what it looks like for me, man. And it looks like that for me because there's so many different things I, I want to be able to do. I want to be able to because that's not all just for me. That's if if, if I'm able to do that, then I, there's so many other things I'm able to do for other people and put people into positions. You know, not that you need it, but maybe there's something I can do for you and put you in position or something. Um, I can I can help you know someone here. I, I it, you know at my studio I 
can I can employ people here in Phoenix and they can take care. There's so many different things how that domino falls for other people. Um, it's not just about having my name on a magazine or having movies and that type of thing. So that's what it, that's what it looks like to me. Uh, and, uh, and I'm going to get there, but that's what it looks like to me. Uh, again, website, podcast. Go for it. Yeah, you know, guys, uh, Danny put me on the spot and had me introduce myself. Um, while I thought my introduction of myself was great, um, I do want to just add, I did not introduce myself that way because I just think I'm a shit all the time. In all fairness, though, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I love that because we walk a, we walk a line of being confident and humble all the fucking time. Yeah, and I want to tell people something else that's going to sound kind of cheesy, but something my mother always told me, and I think sometimes we we miss sight or we forget these things. And and something that my one of my brothers I talked about, he's a, a minister. He's he spoke about it yesterday at church. He was a guest speaker. Um, be careful what you say about yourself. Be careful about how mm-hmm. you think about yourself. Be careful the words you put out there into the universe, into the ether, because believe it or not, those things have power. Again, it sounds cheesy. It is what it is. Um, but one of the reasons why I believe me to be who I am is because my mother always told me I can be anything I want as a little boy. And I believed it. And uh, and I've always sought out to make my mother right. So um, be positive about yourself and, and seek your own ways out to make sure that people know that you are right about yourself as well. Uh, as far as everything that you can find for me, again, Sydney Smith Creative, C-R-E, the number eight, T-I-V dot com. Uh, if you happen to be here in the Valley, um, of Phoenix. I got a show coming up at Stand Up Live. It's a Sydney Smith show October 17th. If you when, when is this dropping? When is this dropping day? Is this dropping before the 17th? Yeah, uh, right before the 17th. It'll be uh, October 11th. Okay, so if you guys are listening to the podcast and you're in the valley, um, reach out through Day Day and uh, and hit me up and you get some free tickets to the show if you guys want to come out and see a door bad show on the 17th at Stand Up Live. One of the hottest comedy clubs in the whole fucking country. With, and guess who's got a show there with his own name on it? This motherfucking dude. <laughs> so, come <on. laughs> so come on, check out the show, y'all. Dave, man, I love you, man. This has been great. Appreciate you, man. Kiss the wife. Tell Tim and said, hey, uh, I'm glad you guys are doing very well. You say kiss and- my wife. Don't be trying to. First of all, you, but yeah, you better kiss. You better. No, put, man, put no, no. That's yeah. not. That's not like you trying to get some shit through me. I don't like how that's. <laughs> Appreciate you, Sid, man. I'll talk to you soon, bro. All right, man. Be good. Be safe. Later. Later. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 